Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Time for another Your Retirement Elevated podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you not only in the Kansas City metro area, but clients all across the country as well. Scott brings 18 years of experience in this financial world to the table each and every week. And you can find us online at listentoscott.com. That's very easy to remember. Listen to Scott. Dot com, your place to go. Scott, we're going to have fun on today's show. We are going to be kind of picking apart, I'm not going to call it fake news because that's not what it is at all here. <laughs> that's just an easy, very cheap way to grab attention these days, just to say something is fake news. Yes. Um, but no, we're going to talk about marketing, media, how something that can be presented to you as fact in an ad has a lot more layers, a lot more moving parts than you might realize in a 30 or 60 second ad. And it's kind of really good, I think, to peel back the onion on these kinds of things. And it's going to specifically apply to kind of an ad that was centered around the word and the product of annuities. But I think there's just going to be some takeaways from this conversation that'll be even more broad than that, that we can apply to lots of different situations. Tell me a little bit about what caught your eye, why we're talking about annuities, and how this came about. I was recently surfing the web, as I do. I like to read and do a lot of research, and came across an ad. The title was, I hate annuities, and you should too. Okay. Pretty inflammatory. Yeah. You know? so that's that's attention-grabbing. It's attention-grabber, and it's by a very popular money manager. He's an excellent marketer, and that's what he's known for, as being a good financial marketer. And you know, it's a great headline if your goal is to attract the attention of people who either own an annuity or considering using annuities in their retirement income plan, sure. which is about a two to $300 billion a year flow of capital that go into the world of annuities. So it's a pretty big pond that this person's fishing in. It's a big number. A big number. And a lot of my conversations I have when I teach educational classes, I said, you know, we need to strive to understand the difference between financial marketing and financial science. And so when we throw out a Rita term like, I hate annuities and you should too, that would be filed under financial marketing mm. because it's trying to evoke emotion into people and to pay attention to Ken Fisher, who's a Forbes contributor, and he's a big money manager. So Ken Fisher is the marketing force behind this. And again, he's a master and he's brilliant. But in my opinion, it's also a little deceptive. Okay. And so we want to break down some of the pieces of the ad. An ad and, being deceptive? This is a oh, new concept. No. It's a very new concept. <laughs> but before we jump into it, I want to clarify, if you really drill down into what Ken is talking about in this marketing piece is he hates something called variable annuities, okay. all right, which are a very popular annuity out there. And just for the listeners out there, as a financial planning firm here at Elevator Retirement Group, we do not use variable annuities in the planning that we do for our clients. I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm not as outraged as Ken is, but I think there's some better things. So. If you're a client of ours or you know, considering that, just know that we don't use the types of annuities that he hates and really spells out. But again, the object, what's the object of the ad? It is to scare you or motivate you into ordering his special report. 
and deciding, of course, with his help and the report that he's written, that you've been duped into buying a bad financial product. And they want you to get on the phone with his advisors, which are basically, they're really market focused only, and to let you know that they've got a magic way to get out of this product. And what he wants you to do is switch from this costly investment product, this variable annuity, into his financial products, which don't involve annuities because they don't have license to do so. So again, it's a person that is convinced as a firm that their stance is the stock market is the only way to plan for retirement and your retirement income. They're 100% bought into that idea. And you should never, ever consider anything outside of the market because you'd be crazy to do that. Now, what's interesting about that is you've got one faction saying the market's the only way to go. You should never do anything safe. Right? But if you listen to your local radio show, you know, radio stations, you're going to hear shows by financial professionals that they feel like you should only do things that are safe mm-hmm. or guaranteed. Right. And you're crazy to be in the market. If you're in so retirement, you better be out of the market or you're in you big trouble. you got to get it out of it. And so just envision these two people, these two groups, these two tribes with their hard-held beliefs throwing rocks at each other and saying each other are wrong. And that's really what it comes down to. Are you talking about today's political system? <laughs> that too. <laughs> political system, uh, financial planning, financial services. And again, I don't know, you know, some people may feel that way. In our opinion, our firm opinion, our investment discipline is we need to go through a thorough discovery process with our prospective clients, and we need to understand how they feel about the markets and about risk and how they want to experience their retirement, especially when it comes to delivering income. And there are some people that are okay with taking their monthly income from a market-based asset, meaning it goes up and down in value. They're okay with that. Some people on the opposite spectrum saying they want that guaranteed paycheck to show up like clockwork. Well, if that's the case, they're going to need something that's more a time deposit, something that has some sort of guarantee backing by some institution. And that could be, you know, the government with treasuries, that could be a bank with CDs, it could be an insurance company with a fixed annuity or a fixed index annuity. I'm not here to tell you what's right for you. But we need to understand there's a wide range of options. It's my job as an advisor and all of our advisors that work with us. It's our job to thoroughly understand how someone wants to have income delivered to them, how they feel about risk, how they feel about the markets, and lay out a set of options for them and describe and discuss with them all these strings that are attached with every decision they can make. Because there's not just one thing, not one investment product or strategy that's going to make it work. It's probably going to be a mix of things. It's almost like a good recipe. There's going to be many ingredients that go into a great recipe. And, you know, retirement's the same thing. We've got to, got to have choices out there. So a couple of thoughts here, Scott. We'll kind of unpack them maybe one at a time here. First of all, so to me it sounds like when I went to school to study journalism, don't throw rocks at me, please. Um, <laughs> you know, you hear two sides of the story, and almost always the truth lies 
where? Somewhere in the middle, right? And it seems to be the case in this debate, too. You've got two camps, one saying all annuities are bad, and then another camp saying, you know, every annuity is gold. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. For, for some people, it makes sense. For others, it may not make sense. Totally agree. That's a great example. And again, we always need to look at and understand if someone is sitting across from us, giving us recommendations for where to put our money, we need to understand which side of the table are they sitting on? Are they on the side of a product distribution network or are they sitting on the same side as the client being the intermediary to help them make the best decisions that are truly in the client's best interest? And you're right. A lot of the families that we see and we build plans for, they're somewhere in the middle. You know, they like some money that's always going to be in their bank account. They want money in the market. Some of it conservative, some aggressive. And some of those folks, they want money in either fixed annuities, which pay a guaranteed interest rate, or they're going to have some sort of indexed annuity, which protects the principal. The market goes up, they get some of that gain, but the market goes down, they don't go backwards. You know, the only way the account goes down, if they reach in and take money out and spend it, you know, so again, I think it's usually a healthy mix of different products out there or strategies. And I'll tell you, I've been doing this a long time, and it seems that our most content clients that seem to have the lowest stress levels, especially in shopping market times, are clients that have a good balance of stuff at the bank, potentially some money in annuities, and some money in the market. I don't have any scientific data on that. Yeah. I just have hundreds of conversations per year over almost 20 years, and that's what I found over time. Sometimes anecdotal evidence and just kind of going off of gut feeling. I know this sounds weird from a financial perspective when you would think it would be all about the numbers and the stats and the data, but sometimes it's okay to have emotions and feelings enter the equation, and I think that's kind of the situation we get into here when we find out if a product is a good fit for you financially? Well, let's see what purpose it's serving. How do we feel about how it's going to accomplish the job that we give it? All those kinds of things. And speaking of those emotions, Scott, I mean, this is, I kind of want to peel this layer back to the base level of this type of marketing. We don't have to just pick on Fisher Investments here because it's not the first time that this has been done. But why did they go after this fear? Why did these half-truths get told. I almost feel bad saying that that's savvy marketing because savvy to me doesn't necessarily equate to nefarious or, you know, bad intentions. So I, I almost hate calling it that. Right. And it's kind of my, I always talk about, you know, calling someone a very wonderful politician or a very good politician <laughs> is not necessarily a compliment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because you're good at it doesn't mean right. it's a good thing. Uh, but no, I, I yeah, agree. I, it's, I'm, I'm a great golfer. I get the highest score every time. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. But uh, this type of marketing in today's world, it's all about clicks and getting eyes on headlines. And we've had a pretty dramatic change in journalism. And you know this because you, you study journalism where journalists used to get paid for their article. They would write it, they get paid, and then it would be distributed through different newspapers and outlets. Well, within the last 20 years, closer to 15, there were firms that started to figure out, now that we've got the internet, that 
the more views that they would receive, the more clicks, the more success they would have, the more ad revenue they have. And it really was a paradigm shift in how journalists were paid. Now journalists were paid by how many clicks, how much viewership they had. And that it's dramatic. So now you can write, now what's the race? The race is to write as much inflammatory or outrageous things as possible to get viewership, to get paid. And now that we're so fast paced, now they can just come back and apologize later through some retraction that nobody reads. Mm. I mean, that's where we are today yep. from a journalistic standpoint. But it, the reason they do it, it's effective. And people right now, you know, that baby boomer generation, they're online, they're searching for solutions. They're trying to figure out how do we take this money we worked so hard for and saved and saved and saved, what do we do with it to help make sure we've got a high probability that we're not going to run out of money and this money is going to be there to take care of us and it's going to last as long as I do. And so traditionally annuities, certain types of annuities are designed to pay income and to pay income for life that you can't outlive. And so that's what's happening. They're saying, well, what if we could market this message to this group that's out looking at these things and let's enter the conversation they're having in their mind. And what if we could introduce a level of doubt either in what they're thinking about doing or what they've already done. And if we can do that, we're going to give them a solution, which is this free report that they've written. And once they get that report, then we're going to offer them a consultation with one of our skilled advisors that we can talk about why this annuity that they have is such a bad thing and why they should move my money over to XYZ firm and why they wanted to move it so they can start collecting fees on it. That's where we are today in the world of financial marketing. I try to arm people with the right questions to ask you know, someone that's giving them recommendations and give them the process to filter out all the noise, the misunderstandings and the misconceptions. And if we could just do that, make better decisions about our money, you know, we'd all be better off, you know, and a piece of advice that I would give, you know, the listeners today is if you're find yourself reading something or listening to something, you need to step back and ask yourself a question. And that first question is, what I'm reading, does it affect me? Does it apply to my situation? And if the answer is yes, the next question is, well, how much does it apply? How much does it really affect me? And if you could just ask yourself those two questions, you're going to find out that a lot of the noise that's out there doesn't really apply to you. Hmm. You know, it, it just doesn't. And that's served me well and served a lot of our clients well to not fall for deceptive marketing tactics that seem to be everywhere today in our in our world especially on the interwebs yeah no i mean it's you're kind of bombarded obviously with marketing messages and in today's world it's coming in so many different forms it's not just in the old you know tv ads anymore but there's so many ways that marketers can reach you these days so sometimes you don't even realize you're being marketed to when really you are. And that's a great example of this. You might think you're reading a legitimate 
news story, a news headline, and then all of a sudden you realize it's a sponsored post, basically. It's a sponsored ad or a paid-for ad, that kind of thing. And so it's just sometimes really hard to recognize this stuff, Scott, as a true ad. Oh, absolutely. And, and Walter, what I would say, when, when someone's confronted by an ad, you know, such as the I hate annuities and you should too, mm-hmm. I suggest you just take a deep breath and ask yourself these questions. And the first one is, has this person adequately reviewed my financial situation to ensure that this recommendation is in my best interest? And think about it. After all, financial products like annuities, there are trillions of dollars in the United States of money accumulated and wealth that's accumulated. Are they all terrible? Are they? Have we got trillions of dollars in something like this when they're saying they're awful? And does the person that's putting this information out do they know my needs and are they really able to say that? Can they really know me well enough to say I made a bad decision or I'm contemplating putting my money into something? Do they really know you well enough? No, it's a broad-based, fear-based tactic to try to kind of pull you into the spider web and kind of get you sucked in. And the next big one is does this person have the ability to offer me a full range of investment and financial product options? Or does he or she have a clear bias towards one option? I talked about this earlier. It's about throwing rocks at the tribes, each tribe. Fisher is all market-based portfolios, nothing guaranteed, nothing predictable. That's their camp. That's their belief versus the guy at the steakhouse, you know, talking about the best variable annuity out there. Maybe they don't thoroughly understand my situation to say, you know, I should put a bunch of money in there. So you just definitely need to understand what does a person offer. In my opinion, a person should have multiple licenses across multiple platforms. And you should have someone that it's a, they're a guide, a guide to walk you through the process to figure out of all the options that are out there, what are the most applicable for your situation of what you want to experience in retirement? you know, what your risk levels are. Because let's face it, at the end of 2017, there were a little under 32,000 investment options. Okay, 32,000. 32,000. 32, okay. So think about that. 32,000 options. We don't need more options. Okay, we got enough. What we need is a process to filter those down to the handful that should apply to us. And that's what we do. We simplify these things. We categorize these things to boil the options down to a manageable number. And it's our job to explain the pros and the cons of all the options that someone should consider in their financial plan. And it's the job of the prospective client to say, well, I want more information that makes sense or that doesn't feel good, that doesn't seem right. And that advisor needs to go back to the drawing board and tell that client is comfortable or explain things in a way that once you've built a solid recommendation, solid plan, you know, that's what I think people need. They need a process and questions to ask to make sure, you know, how do we make the right decisions? And as we wrap it up, you know, one of the things that I try to impart to people in all of my speaking events is if the person sitting across from you, if you just ask them the question, Say, I know you're recommending this thing to me. Just wondering, what was the process you used to determine this was the best recommendation for our situation? 
Was that a written process? Was it, you mm. know, how did you come up with this? Yeah. Pulled it off the shelf. Do you have a stack of shiny brochures that you show everyone? Do everybody get the same thing? Or did you actually go through a thorough process to filter down the options and put them together in a way that is going to give the prospective client or family the highest probability of success in retirement? And I'll tell you, if you just ask that question, you'd probably stop a lot of people in their tracks yeah. and they kind of stumble around. So that's the advice. It's be careful of the marketing messages that are out there. Do your homework, do your due diligence, and make sure we understand where is that message coming from? What is their motivation? Are they trying to scare us in one way or another? And when you're dealing in retirement and retirement income planning and tax minimization, you need someone that's going to walk you through a proven process that they've walked hundreds of people before you through to help them avoid the landmines of retirement. And a process that will help you build and co-create a solid plan that's going to deliver that income in a way that's going to help you sleep at night. That's what I think people want. And that's what they deserve to have because life is stressful now. We're just faster and faster paced. You don't need added stress when it comes to retirement and retirement income planning. You worked hard. It's time to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think it's a great point is that we need to just kind of take that deep breath that you mentioned, that's probably the best advice of all, right? Just take that extra second to evaluate the information that you're seeing, the marketing you're being exposed to, and then, yeah, ask that key question. How'd you come up with this plan? How'd you come up with this suggestion? And that's a great way to kind of debunk this ad right from the get-go is you should hate annuities. And this is coming from someone who's never reviewed your plan, doesn't know anything about your personal situation. We would talk about red flags all the time. Scott, that's one right there, right? It is. Absolutely. That's a great point. Very cool. Uh, Great information. If you want to get a review of your own financial situation, and we're not talking about, you know, you should hate X, Y, and Z product right off the bat here. (laughs) You should (laughs) take a deeper look at what might make sense for you. Where do you currently stand? Where do you need to go into the future? Uh, Scott can help you kind of analyze that scenario and see how it applies to your situation. Give him a call. That's an easy way to get in touch if you like that method. Whether you're in Kansas City or anywhere across the country, Scott's able to work with folks in other states and other areas. In fact, the concepts that he teaches in classes locally in the Kansas City metro area are also taught throughout over 70 cities in the nation. 913-393-393. 4724 is the number to call. 913-393-4724. The really easy way to go about it is on listentoscott.com. You're going to see not only the blog for this particular episode that you can click on and tap into more resources and information, but you're going to be able to just uh, get in touch with the team through that method as well. All the information you need on listentoscott.com, and you can get in touch with us through the website as well. Well, Scott, thank you so much for all the help on today's podcast. I look forward to the next one. Always, you have such a soothing voice. I could listen to you talk all day, so we appreciate it. I also have a face for radio, so this is a perfect match. (laughs) There you go. Uh, (laughs) That never gets old, does it, in in this industry? We always have that to fall back on, that's That's for sure. All right, thanks, Walter. Uh, Have a good one. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you know of a uh, friend, family member, somebody that would benefit from hearing this kind of information, 
please forward the show to them. Click on the share button in multiple different ways, Facebook or email. Print it out the old-fashioned way and give it to them. Well, you can't print the audio, but you know you can print the you know maybe verbiage, the, <laughs> the, the web address, write it down on a napkin and hand it to them. doesn't matter how you get the information to them, but if you think it'll be helpful to somebody, we do ask that you share it with them. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.